Folks, and welcome to episode 67 of the Boring Lies of Interesting, yeah, whatever the Interesting People <laughs> podcast. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the, I'm gonna leave that in, but I'm right. also gonna start over. Okay. Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 67 of the Boring Lives of Interesting People podcast. I'm Daniel. And I am Katie, Lady Lamy's cast with the K Mesmerella 26th PhD, aka the New Little K. Let's use take two. All right. Uh, it's, it, as always, it's been uh, a minute since we've recorded, but I feel like for good reason. Coordinating with you in Europe was a whole thing. And it, honestly, it would have been fine if I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's daylight for both of us now, right now, so yes. that's a convenient piece of the that's puzzle. That's positive. Yeah. We're on the same time zone. We're in the same state. You know, it, this this episode's probably less culture than the last one. To be completely honest, so. Well, but I'm gonna be talking about London because I didn't like tell you anything about London. Although I think that first weekend was like my most exciting weekend. Oh. But, yeah. All right. Well, so it's here's part two of here's part two of our European adventure episode. How was London? <laughs> it was really really good. I like London a lot. Um, unfortunately, it is one of those cities where you have to be absolutely filthy rich to really enjoy it. Oh. But um. It's good, and you guys should go and enjoy it, and everybody, everybody should go. Everybody, everybody. Everybody loving it? Everybody, everybody, everybody sucks? Or no? Well... It's a system of a down thing? No, no, I know. Okay, good, good. Uh, you don't suck if you go to London. That's my <laughs> spiel. Is that the only thing that'll make you not suck? Um... No... What else will make one not suck? <laughs> Let's list off five. Um, so number one, go to London. All right, we only got four more. Yeah. Uh, properly. Well, not properly. Portraying Hamlet like a sarcastic son of a bitch instead of an angry son of a bitch. This is very specific. It is. <laughs> um, I went and saw Hamlet while I was in London, and the guy who played him was just the best i have never seen acting like that in my life and it was it was just so great oh it, my god it sounds like he strayed from typical represent or presentation sort of a little bit yeah um so he was very I, okay i don't know that this is like the most accurate representation but he he kind of spoke almost like me like very flippant and very like just like sarcastic and dry and and uh, I don't know. Um, he also the the pauses I think is what I'm most referring to is like the pauses and the weird pattern of speech and then like just like the random like excitement and anger and and it made those moments a little bit more interesting um, instead of it just being like anger 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 slightly more angry anger anger um, which is the typical Hamlet uh, experience. Hamlet yeah. is not a, a one of the Shakespearean things I've seen, and I've only seen like three. So, <laughs> well, do we have a show for you? Because I saw like a lot in in London, but um, you should go see Hamlet though, even if it's not the awesome production by that dude whose name I can't remember, but he'll probably be famous soon. Um, yeah, I saw a children's production of The Tempest. Oh, and I yes. kept comparing. How it. was that? Uh, it was it was interesting. Uh, Katie's brother was in it, and it was the Winter's Teenage uh, Shakespeare Club presentation or something. And we went to one last year, and it was better than the one last year. But at one point, everybody's running around barking like dogs or being some sort of sea monster. <laughs> yeah, and that was really funny to see her brother barking like a dog. <laughs> and and like awesome. he was he was really good in it, like. I don't, I don't know what kind of expectations I have, but like, or I had for him during the show. But I, when I was like, oh, that was, that was pretty solid. Oh, maybe it was good. like the overall thing was just like really, really bad last time. So I was just like yeah. whining. I, I didn't want to go, and it was it turned out all right. <laughs> good. <laughs> what other oh. Shakespeare thingies did you see? I watched a Mexican Revolution version of Much Ado About Nothing. 
which was amazing. It was at the Globe. Um, they added like songs and dance and stuff. It was really, really cool. And then um, I went and saw The Tempest at the Barbican Theater, which apparently has been running since I showed my Tempest. Um, <laughs> I like Your to claim Tempest, it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was not awesome. I don't like what they did with the female lead, Miranda. They made her like, I don't know. She doesn't work as a sarcastic person, I don't think. I, I, she's supposed to be like a sweet kind of like, I'll do anything for my man sort of character. And she was just like awkwardly, I don't know, just fed up with life on an island. Damn. <laughs> Which I mean is accurate, but <laughs> I don't know. Takes away the whimsy. Um, what else did I see? That might be all the Shakespeare I saw. Uh, yeah, it is. But I also watched Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and Disco Pigs, both of which had famous people in them. Um, Disco Pigs had Ivana Lynch from Harry Potter, which you don't know, but I'm sure Katie would be very excited about. It's who, the girl who, who played play? Luna Lovegood. Oh, yeah. I mean, I liked her in the movie. She was my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, same. So that's why I went and saw it. Um, the, so there's a movie, and I suggest you watch the movie so we can talk about it, Okay. the storyline. Um, but it was, like, in a black box theater, like, the smallest black box theater I've ever seen. There were only, like, 30 seats in the whole thing, and it was just, like, this room. And <laughs> Traditionally, these are where porns are shown, you know, but carry right, on. yeah. No, yeah, certainly. Uh, and <laughs> they, oh my god. So most of the action is the male character running around doing active things. Because in the movie, or the story, he goes and he like beats the shit out of everybody. Um, and like, that's just like what these two characters do. They're just like miscreants. And, um, it's kind of like a coming of age story for the woman or the, the girl where she's just like, you know, there's something better to life than just like killing people. And so, uh, yeah. What is this movie <laughs> called? Kinda... You've given me the plot. <laughs> it's called Disco Pigs. Dis oh, Disco Pigs. Yeah. Okay. I, w I meant to ask what Disco Pigs was, but then we started oh. talking about Luna Lovegood. Disco. <laughs> all right. Put it in a different note of things to see. Yeah. Who was um, the famous person in Hot Tin Roof, Kitties? Uh, there were three people, one of whom I actually know, and that was Cole Meany. Um, and then there was this really hot chick. Can't remember her name, but she did a really horrible southern accent, and... While one person who reviewed her said it was really not good, because number one, it wasn't like authentic, and number two, it wasn't it wasn't consistent. Like she fell out of it like three or four times during the play, um, which I just chalked up to it being a bad night for her, but apparently it wasn't. Um, Did you see this at the Apollo? Yes. Okay, I found their names. I, I don't. I know her name, but I don't actually know who Sienna Miller is. Yeah, I don't know what else she's been in, but like. She was an okay actress. Like, the part isn't that complex. It's just, like, whiny. So <laughs> you do what you can. <laughs> and did she successfully whine? She did. Good so, I mean, her. that's, yeah. Um, and then the guy was okay. A lot of the acting doesn't come out until the second act. So it's mostly just, like, <laughs> Cat on a Hot Tin Roof starring Sienna Miller. Intermission. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, starring literally everybody else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. But he, like, at, he made the story come together, which I guess was the purpose, and I don't really know. I, I haven't ever read anything else by Tennessee Williams, so I can't say that that's just, like, a writing style he has. But, yeah, overall it was okay. I don't think I would have paid as much as I paid for it, but it You right. got to th see the theater when you're in... London. Yes. I waited way too long, though, to purchase tickets, so I didn't get the best seats I could have. But I still went and saw stuff, and that's what's important. <laughs> True. So the third thing to make you not a, uh, not suck as a person... Is go to the theater. Is Yes, go to the theater. 
<laughs> the fourth thing is uh, to make two cats stop hating each other, which is what uh, Katie Bear and I did <laughs> last week. We, awesome. uh, Thomas and his girlfriend, they went on a trip. And they got a kitten. The kitten's name is Cleopatra. I don't know if you saw my pictures on the interwebs. She's like white, little, yeah. little black nose and stuff. She's real, real cute. Uh, but Dennis is very feisty, although not right now. She's asleep in the chair next to me, which is which is cute. It's like she's a, my, our special guest. Yay! But um, so feisty Dennis and a feisty kitten was a little touch and go for a while and i've seen dennis throw a stuffed bear around by its throat so she knows what to do so <laughs> we uh we let them like interact a bit and they meow through doors and stuff like that but towards the end they uh they would like rub on each other and eventually start playing but it was definitely more playful towards the end rather than oh my god what's that moving thing oh my god what's a giant <laughs> moving thing i must kill the tiny thing i must play with the giant thing and uh, it, uh we're now told that cleopatra is home happy but seems lonely, so they're gonna get another cat. Dennis seems happier <laughs> that um, she's she's, she's back to being solo, but she Aww. doesn't know that I want to get another cat. Aww. So it was kind of a test on both sides. Cleopatra passed. Dennis may have failed, but we'll see. Are you gonna try then? Oh yeah. Okay. I want a really fuzzy, like long hair black cat. I like the sound of that. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it matches my whole thing and to have a to be an evil ruler having a fuzzy black cat on my lap as I spin around in my chair sounds great. I'm not sure what I'm ruling yet, but we'll get to that later. The cat comes first. I mean, I guess she could be like the antithesis of uh, Dr. Evil because he had a white long haired cat. Then he got frozen and Mr. Bigglesworth lost all his fur. Yeah. So just don't do that to your cat and then it'll be good. <laughs> well, what if I want to be in the future, but I want my cat to come with me? <laughs> then, like... I don't know. Get an immortal cat. Sounds good. All right. Good. Problem solving. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did you do in the Londons? Um, we went to the Tower of London um, and saw the crown jewels, which was just like a lot of extravagance. And I was really bored <laughs> like a quarter of the way through because it's just it's like shiny things that just sit and like don't do anything. I don't know. I'm really bored by impractical stuff and then just like I don't know the size of the jewels is just disgusting <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't imagine how many people had to die so that they could have jewels like the size of their fists on their heads whatever and now just chill in a case or do they bring yeah. them out for special occasions I, they might bring them out for special occasions I saw a couple of them like a couple signs that said this is out on loan or whatever but it wasn't anything like super spectacular. I think the main crowns stay there. Um, yeah. Nothing special there. <laughs> um, we went to Buckingham Palace, which is not awesome. I didn't go inside, but it's just a, a building. Like, it's got a really nice courtyard and a cute little, like, forest next to it, but it's just, like, a really big house. <laughs> um,. Although, okay, so this is just like a European thing. I think I complained about it. Well, maybe not complained about it, but I talked about it when I was in France, I think. Guards over in the UK, they all have like AK-47s. <laughs> so this isn't, this isn't police officers. This is guards. Yeah. And like, it's people at train stations. Um, they, they have a lot, like... In France, they have their um, their military. They just, like, walk around in groups of four, and they all have AK-47s, and they all just, like, they look like Rambo. Like, that's just basically the look on all of their faces, and it's just kind of great. And, um, yeah, so if you ever go to Europe, that is something to not be scared of. <laughs> just smile and nod and keep walking. <laughs> I might have a hard time um, not being afraid of that. That's uh, That seems like a bad time. That's what I thought, too, but, like, I don't know. I think it, uh, it was a lot of um, mob mentality where I was just like, oh, nobody else is freaking out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. Um, but, yeah, the, there was a guard. Oh, no, no, it wasn't an AK-47 that the guard had. It was, like, it was like a shotgun, like a, a military-grade shotgun that he had. Um, so that was interesting. I just find it 
fascinating that that is the closest I have ever been to guns, and yet guns are just like so commonplace here in the United States, and they're totally not okay over in Europe and like the Eng- the England, the, <laughs> the UK. <Englands. laughs> yeah, like oh, yeah. doesn't England famously have their cops not carry guns, or has that changed? Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as I know, that's the same. They have batons, but they beat the shit out of you. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're very liberal with those batons. Yeah. But they can't like projectile. Well, they could probably throw them at you, I guess. Am I peeking? Yeah, occasionally. Am but I? I am I really my... loud? No, I mean I've I've got it handled on my end. We're good. Okay. As okay. far as recording goes, like in my ear a little bit, but in the in the magic recording box, it's probably okay. Okay. Can you hear Dan typing? Because I can hear Dan typing. No? No, I cannot. Okay, is that better? I don't know. It wasn't yes. bad before. To me, it's better. So. Okay, great. <laughs> um, Katie, this is Katie. Is that better? Yes, Katie. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> uh, we also went to Oxford, um, which was an adventure. So, uh, uh, I don't know. I have two feelings about Oxford. I would really love to go there for school and I would also really hate to go there for school because we went like kind of we went in July and apparently they have super long semesters or something so uh, (laughs) we went and like a couple of the colleges were graduating so all of their families were there a whole bunch of visiting students, a whole bunch of little, like, 10-year-olds were going there, like, oh, yeah, you could go to Oxford one day. So it was them, and then a whole bunch of tourists, um, and it was just the most miserable experience I had in England. Uh, I won't say in France, because the heat wave in France was just horrendous, and I think I think that might be my all-time worst experience uh, hoping <laughs> I don't ever experience anything worse than that. Um, but like, it's really pretty. We saw a whole bunch of places where Harry Potter, Harry Potter was filmed. Um, Fucking nerds. <laughs> excuse you. Cause I have another place that we went that, <laughs> that tops that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great. Um, Let's see. What are, we ate at this place called the King's Arms. It's apparently been there since like, I don't know, like the 1600s or something. And um, it it looks like somewhere that you'd see in Harry Potter, like a little a little pub that has like 15 different styled rooms and like tiny little stairs up and down all over the place these little like non-level areas and then like you have to go down this really narrow place narrow a narrow stairwell to get to the bathroom and then the bathrooms are kind of weird and janky so they don't really work that well <laughs> yeah um but do it was really move? really good food huh do the stairs move uh no they do not not while i was there at least right. so sounds like bullshit can neither confirm nor deny um Let's see, what else did we do at Oxford? We just, I don't know, we just kind of like walked around and then came back. Trains are awesome. Just thought I'd throw that out there while I'm thinking about it. Um, while we were in England, uh, the person who came to England but didn't go to France wanted to go to France, so we decided to make a trip to Nice, which is on the southern coast of France. And it's... Um, a lot better than Marseille. I think I complained about Marseille to you I last time. So. Uh, it's like it's like Las Vegas, but French. And no hookers, as far as I know. Hmm. Yeah, but people like generally speak English there, so like if it's your first time going to France, it's kind of a nice place to go. Um, it's a nice place to go. It's a nice place to go, and you can, like, go lay on the beach, because everybody's on the beach, and they do the whole topless thing there, if you're into that. <laughs> um, if one does not want to wear a top, or one enjoys not others not wearing tops. Yeah, exactly. Um, Something for everybody. Yeah. Anyway, there's one last place I went, but that I can remember anyway. Um, 
we'll get to that after you talk for a little bit because i feel like i've been talking for like 15 hours so no, it's, uh, it's fine you went on a fun <laughs> adventure i i had one of my own it's not as uh far off and sounds like magical however i i did happen to drive through some of the shooting locations of the twilight films on accident Uh-oh. so take that <laughs> those uh were all shot in the pacific northwest in washington and we were told that's where they were shot. I didn't look into this because I did not care enough to see if it was true. But uh, yeah. Katie and I went up to the greater Seattle area to visit some friends of ours. And uh, it was cool. Like, we went uh, last year or two years ago or something. And we didn't know anyone. We were, that's when we were crashing at that weird guy's uh, Airbnb. But this time, we didn't rent a car. We stayed with friends. And uh, so that was cool. We went up going to Tacoma and this place called uh, Odd Otter Brewing. Their beer is tasty, their logo is an otter, and they're based in the town I was born, so I got a t-shirt, had to. <laughs> uh, so I've got that shirt now, and I'll have, probably have to explain it to everybody. Uh, at the good. At the art museum, coming back to like your crown jewels thing, they had a whole room of just like China, and I had the same reaction. We, it was just like walls <laughs> and walls of fancy fucking cups, and I did not give a shit. Like they had the the like ones that are like they're all they're all white, but the ones that have like that very specific like light blue painting style mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. My grandma has those. I'm not impressed if they're behind a little glass box. <laughs> but they had some cool stuff in there. Um they had this the Infinity Mirror exhibit there, which I guess is like a huge deal because people like get in line for it three hours before the place opens and even then there's still not a guarantee you'll get in. Uh, we didn't get into that because <laughs> it? it's five rooms that have like one object in them. And when you walk in, all the reflections of the mirrors in the room make it seem like that object is surrounding you. That's creepy. It's, it's I can creepy. see why it's interesting, though. Yes. They, uh, they ask you not to take any pictures, but a friend of ours went like hours before we got there and showed a picture. And it's pretty cool. Like, I, I don't. I don't really think it was worth, like, the madness behind it, but to have seen it would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we wound up just doing the regular art museum, and it was, it was pretty rad. Cool. Um, to get there, though, because I mentioned we did not get a car, um, we had to take our first Uber, which was fun. It was kind of a, an easy thing, you know. The app's pretty pretty easy, you know. Type mm-hmm. in where you are, and they come get you. But then that led us to our first Greyhound, which was something. So we took a Greyhound from (laughs) Olympia to Seattle and we were kind of scrambling, trying to figure out ways to get there because everyone we were staying with, they all had work early and we like our stay was done there and we had another place lined up and it was finding our way there. So Mm -hmm. we did the Uber to the Greyhound, the Greyhound to Seattle and we had interesting neighbors on Katie's left when she found a row because everyone wants to sit on the row in a row by themselves because that's just how people are in public transit and I I get it uh but there was a seat next to this this girl that clearly just wanted to be alone that I happened to sit next to who like tried to make herself big and like I guess push me out of the chair but it was the only one so I was just like sorry I I, can I I need to sit here I guess or I'll just stand here lording over which seems like a worse time um (laughs) So uh, next to Katie was a a very, very talkative guy. And across the row uh, on the opposite side of another girl was another talkative guy. And they were just talking over the Katie and the other girl very loudly about Katie and the other girl and how Mm -hmm. they felt like they hit the Greyhound jackpot jackpot sitting next to two younger women. And they eventually uh, one of them got off at a stop halfway through as did. And the girl I was sitting next to just jumped to an empty seat as soon as she could to get away from me. So then Katie sat next to me and then things were fine. But uh, interesting clientele, very, very vocal people that had seemed to not have shame. Uh, Somebody that just would not stop farting and the worst farts. (laughs) (laughs) And the girl who wanted to get away from me thought it was me. So I think that's why she ran away from me in the once it all was said and done but uh we survived (laughs) and found our way to seattle where we stayed with a friend of katie's who uh has 18 dogs oh my god that's that's all the dogs she has two dogs she moved in with her her now fiance who also has two dogs but he also works as the like night watchman or something of a animal shelter 
And from there, he's t he's now fostering. Where's the math on this? Six dogs. And then at night has to go check on the entire building of all these other dogs. But oh while God. checking on this building of dogs, he realized that one of these dogs had puppies. And she had ten puppies. And <laughs> so our entire <laughs> our entire stay there was seeing Katie's friend and her fiancé try and make sure this dog does not accidentally or purposely, honestly, sit on one of these puppies and kill them. Yeah. So it was high stress all the time. Aww. Uh, apparently when we got before we got there like maybe day of day before like i said she had 10 puppies we got there she had nine puppies mm -hmm. so at some point someone fell asleep on watch and she sat on one of the puppies <laughs> so it was Aww. it was a loud intense dog-filled stay that second place but it was it was fun we uh <laughs> kind of wandered around did the whole pike plate market thing again which we did last time but somehow avoided the gum wall so we saw Which the gum dumb. wall. It's it's a it's an alley where the each wall is just covered with every square square inch with chewed up bubble gum. It's gross. It's so gross. <laughs> and it seems like, oh, I'm gonna check this out. It's gonna be like a fun gross thing. And I got in, in the alley and I just looked around I'm like oh, this is really <laughs> gross. And it smells it smells great, which is worse. <laughs> What do you mean it smells great? It's just a combination of like fruity gum smell and minty gum smell and it all melds nicely and it's just like, ah, uh, that's also just like triggered by thousands and thousands of people's saliva. <laughs> and I guess sometime recently, like in the past few years, they scraped all the gum off of it. You wouldn't know. It's covered completely. Disgusting. Yeah, oh it's, it's real, real gross. But uh, yeah, and uh, what's the... Tacoma Zoo while we were in the general vicinity. Saw an otter IRL. Saw one Yay. out in the wild, which was neat. Hadn't seen that before. A what? An otter out in the wild. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. That was my first for myself. I saw one in Giovanni when we went to um, Claude Monet's house. <laughs> Not to one up you or anything. You saw a French otter? I don't give a shit about a French otter. <laughs> this American otter. Actually, my favorite of the otters is the uh, Asian River Otter. So, so I don't even have allegiance to, to this know. country. Yep. So right. if you ever find yourself in uh, Asia and you see one, just tuck it in your bag. I think they have cafes for them anyway. <laughs> I'll do it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, so to change gears uh, completely from my list of things, uh, I fell for some crate services in the time since our last episode. Actually, okay. I had this one on my list to talk about last time, but we ran out of time, and it's fine. Uh, I mentioned it once before. This was the third Simp Crates, the Simpsons loot crate mm. sort of thing. And it was based around uh, an episode called the Stonecutter, or I forget the name of the episode, but the theme is Stonecutters, which is like their Freemason thing. Mm -hmm. So in the box, they have one of those like Livestrong bracelets, but it's black, and it says Stonecutters member. There's a rub-on tattoo, a decal, a button, all with the same red and yellow double hammer thing. I got a okay. pog with Itchy the Mouse of Itchy and Scratchy yeah. fame. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> it came with a pin of the same like hammer logo thing. And then a t-shirt that has the big logo on it and says Stonecutters. And I think it's a it's, lot. Yeah, it, it is a lot. And I think it's, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool because uh, that's one of my favorite episodes. And that symbol is a really silly thing that I... I I'm really fascinated by, and they just did their uh, their next one, which should be shipping out this weekend, and it is donut themed. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about that one. And then, like I said, I fell for a couple of them, and I got the latest loot crate, actually. I did too. Oh yeah. How do you like it? <laughs> uh, it's it. Katie's likes it more than I do, but I enjoy the t-shirt. Yeah. T-shirt's it, cute. It's a Zelda thing, and I like that. The... I almost got the Mega Loot Crate, or not the Mega Mega, but the larger one. And then I was like, nah, it's not going to have anything cool. And then I saw, like, the the spoilers on it, and apparently they gave you an ocarina. But I think you can buy that for, like, 20 bucks, so I'm good. The Loot website has a sale every once in a while once just, like, shit piles up, and you can oh. get, like, all their stuff for, like, 5 bucks. We Ooh. did a Loot Store sale thing, and we got, um, like most ridiculous super villains or super and superheroes and i got like a desk decoration thing of the futurama ship that's cool and i, I like that katie got we got some like a fourth thing but yeah the, like 
you can take a chance to some of these things and get them in their store. Uh, okay. what, what do you think of the color change glass? I think that is probably the best thing in there. It absolutely um, especially is. Especially because it's cold liquids, and that's all I like. So <laughs> I now have a glass that I can drink out of that changes color. So I'm excited. <laughs> For the listeners, it is a Lord of the Rings color change glass. It's about nine ounces, and uh, when liquid gets in it, that's cold. It glows like the ring does in the movie. I, I, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really cool. Katie's like, that's mine. I'm like, yeah, it's yours. <laughs> Uh, when I first bought it, I saw, like, listed on the website, or, like, got this one. It was, like, Lord of the Rings, Legend of Zelda, Adventure Time, and I could have swore it said uh, The Labyrinth. But It did. Um, What's The Labyrinth? I think thing? that might be, though, for the larger crate. Oh, okay. That's what was, yeah. like, the last selling point for me, because I don't really, like, I don't watch Adventure Time. I get the people, like, love it a lot. And I'm probably going to give this Nice King and Gunter thing away. Mm-hmm. Which is, like... I think it's cute. It's got penguins on it. <laughs> it's cute, but, like, I, I don't really get it. I don't either, but I like penguins, so I'm going to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep the penguins so the rest away. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a uh, the prince from Lord of the Rings, which is pretty cool, and I have a feeling it's going to wind up on our wall somewhere. Yeah. I like I like that print. Yes. Yeah. good. And that was this loot crate. Uh, so I did a one and done. And I'm probably probably out again for a while. Yeah, I think I've skipped most of them recently. Um, the only one I still have is the Harry Potter one. Yeah, because for some reason, just Potter because it too. comes. Yeah, and I like I didn't even like the last two ones, but like because it comes every two months, I'm like, ah, it's alright. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So what's uh, what else happened in uh, your trips? I went to Harry Potter Studios. Oh. So this isn't Universal Studios. This is Harry Potter Studios. Oh. So it has a whole bunch of original items that were actually used in the films. And it's not until you go there that you really realize how long ago these movies were made. <laughs> Although maybe you do because you watched them recently. It's but... only like 15 years, right? 10 years? Yeah. Like their clothes are deteriorating already. <laughs> it's Damn. it's really awkward. Um but yeah, so they like, they take you into a room and then they show you this really like weird fan film about how great J.K. Rowling is. It's <laughs> kind of culty. It's kind of weird. And then um, you go into the Great Hall, which is awesome. I, I was really excited about that. And they have like little um, mannequins with the four houses, um, like their their robes, all the robes that were featured in the films. Um and then they have all of the teachers at the top of the room standing uh, in their garb, but they're not like actual teachers, they're just mannequins. And then they have the um, house points, which is really cool to see. Um, and then they take you into this really weird, like spirally, not spirally, but one of those showrooms that is designed in such a way that you're supposed to view it from like one direction to the to the last part of the room. I don't know how to. It's like a walkabout. Yeah, that that's a thing, right? <laughs> okay, so it's like a walkabout, but it's got like a whole bunch of Harry Potter stuff in it. So like, there's a section where they show you how they did um, the uh, the makeup, the um, scar makeup and stuff for characters, and they have. Um, <laughs> they have this place where you can go and get on a um, a broom and it's in front of a green screen and like they take so they have like a, a monitor in front of you and you're like reacting to the the video that's playing and then they overlap that across the green screen at your back so then you can like purchase the video and have yourself flying around on a broom across did you London. Did this video? I did not. I uh. didn't even do it, but the person I was with did. So <laughs> that was exciting to watch her uh, be really weird in front of a green screen. Um, and then they have all the animatronics. And then toward the end of the room, they have um, all the like... So they have the... Uh, the long table in Lucius Malfoy's manor 
where Voldemort kills the uh, the teacher who taught Muggle studies. I don't remember if I don't know if you remember nope. that part. <laughs> okay, um, it was toward the end of I think the first Deathly Hollows. So that's probably why you don't remember it. But um, yeah, so he like strings her up and she's just like <laughs> there while he's like eating and drinking. And then the rest of the, the Death Eaters are just like staring at him awkwardly. Um, and then he tells Nagini to eat her. And anyway, like so all those people and all of their dress are just like around the table. Um, and then they have her strung up and she's um, she's like not like actually obviously of these course. are all just like yeah if she doesn't clock <laughs> um, in to go get hung every day it, right right <laughs> god that'd be awkward um yeah they just have that they have um you know in the ministry of magic how they have the flues the like um the chimneys chimney flues yes um so they have two of those uh I guess that they had in the studio and then they probably like green screened the ba- the rest and then just like filled them in. They have um, the Forbidden Forest, which was not where they shot anything. I think they just recreated it so that you could have little kids run around in something that felt like the Forbidden Forest, which is actually kind of cool, I'll be honest. And they have um, the big spiders um, and they're kind of like on uh, a track. So like they'll they'll come down and like... <laughs> scare the heck out of you if you're afraid of spiders um they have a simulation of platform nine nine and three quarters so my recommendation is if you go to london and katie really wants to go to uh the harry potter studio do not go to king's cross and like wait in line to get the platform nine and three quarters photo because they have like five of those things in the actual harry potter studios and you can just get the picture there nice without having to wait in line um, and then they have the, like a model of the train so you can go in the train and then I'm, I'm literally taking you through the thing. They then have an overpriced cafe where you can get your butter beer and they have really awful food choices. So like go right before you eat and then, I mean, eat right before you go and then eat right after. And it takes like three hours to go through this entire thing. And we went through it really, really fast. So, you know, plan accordingly. Question about this um, place. Yes. You said it's not universal Harry Potter thing. Is this mm-hmm. like a theme park at all? Or is it more like a museum? It's like a museum. Okay. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Like, <laughs> It's cool <laughs> that they're showing people, but at the same time, it's very much like, here, we're making money off of your nostalgia. I mean, which is basically everything nowadays, but like still, I don't know. It's just kind of, it rubs you the wrong way after a little while. Um, let's see. So after the cafe and after you've had your butterbeer and gotten your sugar rush, um, there's the outside of Privet Drive for Privet Drive. And then you get to go inside the house and you get to see a little bit of, of the area where they filmed. Um, then after that, it's all special effects and the large scale and small scale models of the actual school itself, where they did all the, like the fly in um, uh, shots of the school. So that was really cool. And I took like 70 billion pictures of that. So in case I ever want to write a fan fiction involving Harry Potter characters, I can do that now. Um, really, that was the most valuable thing I got from that experience. <laughs> but yeah. Are you returning to that? Uh, probably not. No, I don't see any reason to ever go back. Um, but, you know, it's cool to go to if you, like, really like Harry Potter. <laughs> if you kind of like Harry Potter, it'd probably be really miserable. <laughs> do they have a... Uh, it's just, it's like a lot. Do they have a big poster of the freeze frame at the end of the fourth one that you can throw shit at? Because that'd be, no. that'd be really satisfying to have at this. Do you know what I'm talking what, about? No, I don't. I think it's the end of the... Either the third or fourth one, it ends on like an 80s freeze frame of Harry flying on his wand and it stops and then it goes to the credits. And it's the most, it's like the most angering thing to me because it, <laughs> from when the movie was made and what the movie is, it's so abnormal for the tone and everything about it. And then it's also just that cliche I hate. And like, 
at the, I've on Facebook on this day because listeners may or may not know I've like when I watched all the Harry Potter movies I basically like live tweeted them in a Facebook thing. So on this day I get those things every once in a while and I think they're great to read through. And when I saw that uh, that movie I was like oh my god this was so fun until this comment and th- that movie was so fun until that moment. So I hate it. I feel that. Tell yeah. it I hate Did, it. Which is the your favorite Harry uh, Potter movie? I kind of like uh, Deathly Hollows one and two. Okay. Like they're I can see that. they're like the most adult feeling to me, and like they're less about the school, which I had so many questions and issues with anyway. <laughs> like it's a school, right. but no one goes there because they're all fighting shit. Well, I mean that's exactly why they didn't show any of the classes though, because it would have been boring, right? I would have liked to have read it and i probably would have written stuff because i like to write really boring stuff like <laughs> uh, and then she brushed her teeth and, um but yeah like that's that's why nobody goes there i get that it's fat they need to cut for the sake of showing a movie but it's still supposed to be based at a school <laughs> fair enough i i agree with that and i would have liked to have seen more of school but i am in the minority <laughs> So what else did you do uh, while I was in London and, and then also August? August. <laughs> uh, I don't remember when this was, but um, I went to a play. I went to go see a production of Once Upon a Mattress that a friend of Katie's was in. Mm-hmm. And it was in like kind of a just a tiny hole-in-the-wall theater in uh, Vallejo. Mm-hmm. And we had to buy we like bought our tickets ahead of time because we were told like even though it's a hole in the wall theater that it was selling out and we got there and yeah it was a full house but uh what made it interesting was like we met up with our friend uh flavio and because he he similarly had an adventure around europe while uh studying abroad and I actually think was in paris the same time you were but i didn't want to be like oh i know people in paris you guys should talk to each other because <laughs> it also seemed unlikely that I don't know. Either would you have time or something. So uh, he got back. It was the first time we saw him. And he was like, we were on our way there. And we left like two hours early to go to Vallejo. Shouldn't have been any issues getting there. But of course, there was traffic that slowed us down. And we wound up being about 10 minutes late to the play. Which sucks. Like getting late. For me, getting late to any show is like so much anxiety. And I hate it just because I got to be there when it starts. But when it's actually like a play, it seems even more different and more obvious when you're coming in late. Right. So my friend Flavio is texting us. He's like, Hey, you guys close. We're like, we're, we're as close as we can. Like, you're like, how, how far are you? I'm like, it should have started. Right. What's the deal? They're like, they're not starting until you get here. Oh my God. It's like, what? Yeah. There's two empty seats and the stage manager or something doesn't like it. So she's holding off until you guys get here. So about how long <gasps> And they're asking me about it because I said I was with you guys when I came in. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so we tell them that we're like 10, 10 minutes out and we get in there and we're walking up to the, uh, to the door and the door flies open and this guy's there goes, oh, you must be the Allens. And we're like, uh, sort of. Yeah, what's up? They're like, we've been waiting for you. And we walk in and everybody in this place is like looking at us and we see two seats that have Katie's name on them. And the stage manager comes up and goes, oh, there you are. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> and oh, my God. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. It was super embarrassing. I felt really bad for Flavio. And uh, I don't think Katie's friend, like, mentioned that she knew us because it would have, like, come a hammer would have been brought down on her for us being late yeah. for some reason. So yeah. uh, she was in the clear there. But then we sat down. And then the stage manager and the guy, who turns out to be her ex, but not really her ex, but sort of someone she's still seeing, but not really. I don't know why I know that, but I know that now because they went on and on for about 10, 15 minutes talking about what the building they're in used to look like and what it should look like and being mad about building codes and what the play is going to be, and what the next play is going to be and who they are and who they were. Right. So they could have done all this while, quote, waiting for (laughs) us and we wouldn't have missed anything. No, you needed to hear you needed to hear. Yeah. So instead they put us on display <laughs> and made us feel like fucking assholes. And then um, it wound up being a fun play. There was there was some interesting like amendments. I don't know if you're familiar with Once Upon a Mattress. It's just the Mm-mm. retelling of like the princess and the pea. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. But for some reason, there was a... Well, it's like set night castle times, and there's a king involved. But for some reason, the king is a mute, and <laughs> his whole deal is like he runs around with a rubber chicken, and he talks through squeaks, and he like gropes women as he walks by them, and that's oh. his entire character until he has a squeaky voice at the end. Okay. Spoiler in, of this version, but it's over now, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we, we from like the jump, we were put in a bad mood there because we were late and felt bad. But then we were like yelled at. Yeah. So that was that's awkward. That was one of the many shows I went to. I saw Beck twice in a row. <laughs> Did you follow him or was he like playing in the same area twice? Uh, he played Berkeley and then Oakland. Oh, OK. And he announced the Berkeley show first and the opener is really good. It's a dude named Thundercat who's like amazing at bass. And uh, so he was opening. I'm like, yeah, I should probably go. So I got, I got us tickets, and we went, and it was great. But, like, the week before that show, he announced a second show at the Fox. And I'm like, I really want to see Beck at the Fox. <laughs> so then I got tickets to go see Beck at the Fox also. I don't blame you. I like that theater. And both of the shows were, like, pretty, like, I'd say about 75% standard Beck stuff. But at both shows, he changed enough to make it feel like you were at a different thing. And both shows, he played stuff I hadn't seen him do before. So it wasn't even like... Like, I've seen Devin Townsend twice in a row. He played the exact same set both times. This was not that. This was way better than that. That's cool. And Good on him. Yes. It was really, really cool. Thundercat's great. Um, there was this lady at the second show at the Fox who overheard us because a friend of ours was at the Fox show and we were talking to him and she overheard that we went to the Greek show and she's like, Oh my God, you were at the Greek show. <laughs> I couldn't go because I was in Tahoe and I was seeing Lenny Kravitz and <laughs> the way she said it just pissed me off. So I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry for you. Why do you put yourself through that mess? <laughs> and she's like, that's fine. That's fine. And she was wow. like, she was like really annoyed by it. And then, uh, like, some time went by, and she was asking about openers, and she came back to me, and she's like, oh, do you have an opener? I'm like, oh, it's Thundercat. I don't think he's playing tonight, though. He had a comedian whose name I forgot. Who's who's good, but I just don't have his name. Yeah. And then she was asking if, like, started on time. And then, like, after, like, a while of waiting and maybe a drink or something, she decided to put, like, the weird attitude back on, and she leans forward (laughs) and just goes, I bet you weren't this close last night. Because at the Fox, we got there early because I'm, like I said, early for shows, and we were on the rail off to the side yeah. and i turned to her i was like actually i was because it's true i was on the other side one person back because yeah. i don't know what she was like trying to brag about but she's like i bet you were this close like actually i was and she got annoyed again and then proceeded to go to katie for any sort of question she had about the show or anything <laughs> <laughs> but that's God, super weird the way she was like i was seeing lenny kravitz and like later i was like i mean lenny kravitz probably puts on a good good show she's like you don't have to backpedal i know your true feelings <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, because Lenny Kravitz sucks. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? You were trying. And yeah. That's, I did try to, like, make amends. And, like, you know, oh. there's bands I'm not super into probably put on good shows. As I want to explain that. But like, she's like, you don't have to backpedal. I know your feelings. Uh, I also saw Mariah Carey and Lionel Richie. Oh, my God. Uh, like, together? Yep. So I t- oh my god, that's so great! My mom was jealous that when we saw Lionel Richie at Outside Lands, that you know, she wanted to see Lionel. So Mother's Day came around, and it was about the time he announced a show at the Golden One Center, and that show wound up being postponed until uh, July. Hence why I'm talking about it now. Yeah. But uh, so we took my my parents. It was Katie and I and my parents, and the opener was just some guy who was like a pop singer, and then uh, Mariah Carey came out was like the official like special guest and she has a lot of songs i have no idea that she did (laughs) and songs i'm just not familiar with like i didn't know she did the song touch my body which i don't know if you're familiar with it it's exactly what you think it would be it's a mariah carey song about touching her body yeah uh she did like a handful of songs she did not do that song that uh made was like famously fucked up at new year's eve what she had a she has a song called emotion and it's she hits like the most high notes she like in any of her songs and it's like her big big hit and she went to play it at new year's eve in new york last year and wasn't her like in your monitors weren't working or whatever was going on the stage was her excuse so she didn't know when she was supposed to be singing so the backing track was just going and you'd hear occasional like things that she was supposed to harmonize with and her dancers were dancing and she was just walking around just like 
kind of just like talking shit and just like kind of talking to the crowd and would occasionally just like make like a, a vocal trill. <laughs> and she didn't play that song, which I was really disappointed about because after that I was like, oh my God, seeing Mariah Carey is going to be an event. Right. She comes out like she's at a prom with like a guy holding her, holding her arm and walking around. They're both dressed very nice and she's in a red evening gown and she changed her outfit twice and uh, is then escorted <laughs> off stage at the end of her 45 minute set by this guy. And halfway through, just one of her backup singers does an entire song. Oh, cool. Which was, like, cool, but she <laughs> left the stage while this happened. This was no longer Mariah Carey. This was some man. All right. He was, Wait, good. Well, he was good. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just wanted it to be his breakthrough moment, and he just, like, approached Mariah, and he was like, hey, man, you know, just, like, trying <laughs> to make a living here. Uh, I, I I, I kind of think she just needed a break, but, you know, I hope your, your answer is what it is. <laughs> but then, uh, so we were kind of disappointed it wasn't absurd, but it was also kind of absurd. And then uh, Lionel yeah. Richie came out and, you know, did a standard Commodore's Lionel Richie set. That was a lot of fun. A lot of lasers and, like, people went ape shit. And it was great. Oh, I'm sorry. There were lasers at Lionel Richie. Yeah, absolutely. Concert? Yeah. He, okay. He had a, a, a <laughs> absolutely. He had a stage shaped like a diamond, and from like the corners and like every like along the sides, it, at some points it was just like a Pink Floyd laser light show. There's lasers going everywhere. <laughs> it's it was, incredible. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And then uh, last weekend, and I'm still kind of having withdrawals. I did another three days at Outside Lands. Aww. I mean, Outside Lands is like my favorite thing. And yeah. The unfortunate thing is the headliners for the, the weekend were The Who, The Gorillas, Metallica, Lord, A Tribe Called Quest, and Queens of the Stone Age. About a week before Outside Lands, Queens of the Stone Age canceled their set. <gasps> Queens were and my so you cried? favorite <laughs> bands. I text Katie and I'm like, I am honestly so sad right now. If Aww. I knew, if like if we weren't as far as we are now, like I might consider actually selling these, like it'd probably be fun, but there, I was so excited to see them and they, they wound up being a no show. Cause somebody in the band got injured and I guess they're fine now. Cause they played a show in Germany last night Yeah, and playing something else tonight. So, I mean, they promised to quote, make it up to the Bay area. So when they come around again, I will likely have to buy tickets to see them again and will, <laughs> but, uh, it was still like a really fun weekend. Um, it was fun watching the social media debacle that was a tribe called quest. Cause I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're like a really famous, like important rap group and their live performances are rare. And I guess for reasons like this, they were supposed to play Friday. They weren't able to make it due to travel issues. So their set was rescheduled to Saturday. And then like 20 minutes before it was supposed to start, they canceled. They were not going to be there. And it took them like a week to make an announcement about it. And it was because one of their members died, I think, last year or something. And this is their first tour without him. And they've done a handful of dates already. But they played Colorado on Thursday night. And then Friday night, they just weren't feeling it. So the social media debacle side of it was watching them cover Tribe Called Quet's time. Because they had this guy that was like, going to take over for them on Saturday at a, at one stage. And then he got moved to a different stage because they wanted to play on a different stage. And then there was some other movement with that guy. Claude Von Stroke is his name because I don't know how many people went up seeing him, but he got moved around was just like, I'm sure it was frustrated. and was like, just tell me where to plug in my laptop so I can make people dance. <laughs> and then they canceled. And he got moved to like the other big stage. But their reasoning was because they played a show without him the night before and were too wrapped up in grief which that's sad if that's the reason but they also have played other shows this year so it seems like bullshit i'm well sort of i mean like it playing other shows could have i don't know triggered something maybe they had a late night chat after one of the shows and like really gotten down about it it's possible but it's still like it's been a year or something i don't know the actual time on it but but yeah, so I went up seeing the Gorillas, who are phenomenal live. Like I didn't, I can see that. I didn't really think much of them because their albums are, are are good, but like, I don't know. There's just something missing from them, and what's yeah. missing they translate to on on the stage, and they were great. 
And there used to be a time when there was like mystery about who the members were and like, you know, there was just the cartoon thing. Nah, the right. dude's up there on a spotlight and there's like 15 other people behind him. <laughs> and it's clear like Grills is this guy and then this is his backing band. But he had like a ton of guests come out. Yeah. Like the guy who actually did the rap in Clint Eastwood and stuff. And the dude who did awesome. the, the laughter at the beginning of Feel Good Inc. He was yeah. there just to laugh. <laughs> That's incredible. And, and, and some others. Um, also saw Metallica, which is not a band I listen to a lot these days, but was like really important in my metal formation. And seeing them, like, we wound up in the pit, like, right next to the stage just because we waited through the band that replaced Queens of Stone Age, who's Cage the Elephant, by the way, which is a huge step down as far as band quality goes. But yeah, they, they true. put on a hell of a show, actually. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Like, I, I did not leave a fan, and I realized they did that song I don't like called No Rest for the Wicked. Like but It's like the only song I like by them. I couldn't, I didn't know I knew like any other songs by them until they played like some other song towards the end. I went, oh, this is them. All right. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> All right. So we, we, yeah. like, we got close during them so we could get close for Metallica. And then when they started playing, it was like total regression. I knew the, every word to every song. Like pits were just breaking out around us. And I was just like caught like saying all the words, just like getting tossed around. Just like, all right, well, this is life now and it's great. Aww. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, I saw Thundercat again. He played Outside Lands. Then these are just bands I saw that were a lot of fun that I feel like deserve a mention. Muna, M-U-N-A. Their singer sounds a lot like the uh, singer of the Cranberries. Cool. There's like more of an electronic kind of infused to them. Uh, the She's, they're just kind of a garage rock band. Uh, Fleet Foxes, who I don't really know what their deal is, but it's like one dude and like a million backing people and it's like epic folk music or something. Oh my god, that sounds incredible. Yeah, give their latest album Crack Up a, a go. It's really, really good. I just don't know what the hell it is. Fleeting foxes? Uh, Fleet foxes. F-L-E-E-T foxes. Okay. Uh, the next band I have listed isn't one I really enjoyed, but like for some reason they stuck with me. They're called Sophie Tucker. It's just this guy and girl. They play to like, they play like EDM stuff, and they have this weird drum pad machine that's just like a pole, and on the middle of the pole there's like a big bicycle wheel. And out on the outside of the bicycle wheel, there's all these pictures of animals in, like, neon silhouettes. And they hit the pictures, and they make other fun electronic noises. And it's just this, like, really kind of droning, like, dance music. But, oh. it, like, it's definitely made for a late-night crowd who's, like, super high. But right. it was 4.30 in the afternoon, and the crowd was still <laughs> super high. And, That's like, good. they just, like... I was like, I, I should be in the influence of something to enjoy this. So I stayed for a couple songs and I just like kept thinking about one of their songs. So I guess I left a fan, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, then there's the Japanese house who play like really, uh, I don't even know. Like, do you know who, um, what the hell's her name? She records under Fru Fru as well. Imogen Heap. Mm, yeah. Uh, they kind of sound like that, but with like an indie band vibe to them. Oh, that's cool. Then there was like some more kind of garage rock in this girl called uh, Grace Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Then just this crazy mix of like punk and electric music called uh, Sleigh Bells. Sleigh Bells is really <laughs> fun live. Do they do Christmas music? No, Katie was hoping they would. They don't. <laughs> uh, then a big boy from Outcast just happened to show up and do a short set. That's random. Okay. He played last Good. year with uh, Fanagram as their collaboration Big Grams. And this year he was just like going to be in the neighborhood and decided to do a 25 minute pop up set. And he did mostly Outcast songs and it was fantastic. That's cool. That one, honestly. That was the highlight of Sunday. Like, Sunday was just kind of like a bonus day because we didn't stay for The Who. Yeah. Lord was like one of the other headliners. I didn't really care about Lord. Um, she's kind of the worst yeah we caught royals as we were leaving and we decided that was a good enough note to end on because we're like we're kind of done but like we want to go on that high note of something just like fun in the crowd or something yeah so we caught royals and that was like all right cool we can go on royals because um (laughs) initially we were checking out this guy who records under the name how to dress well and he does like kind of sad edm uh indie stuff but he gets on stage and he doesn't have a huge crowd and he just like basically goes on this long thing about 
how sad it is to be playing at the time he's playing against Lord and just how much his music is a bummer and how he's in this terrible dark place when he made it and he's kind of still there. Anyway, this song's called Blah 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 and we're like, oh, wow. oh you're really setting the stage here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so we left and like it kind of had us bummed out and so it was like, oh, cool, Royals. All right, let's leave on that. <laughs> Good choice. But also uh, Solange, Beyonce's sister, was doing a set there but we didn't, didn't wind up staying for that because... Uh, I mean, it's just kind of echoey pop stuff, and I'm okay. Right. Mm. So, you have any more fun from your travels? Um, I do, but we can go over it next time, because I know I'm not going to have anything um, next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so, we'll do a food episode next time. A food uh, episode? Where I talk about, like, London food that I had that was really, really good. Cool. Um, so... My thing to talk about, because I don't want to say I'm going to teach you, because I'm sure you've already heard about it, but, like, there's this procedure that's better than waxing called sugaring. And um, I, I, I'm I went, not going to lie to you. I, I did not expect this to go this direction, but carry on. Oh, sorry. I don't know what I was expecting, but go on. I'm, okay. I wouldn't be taught so, anything. <laughs> it's like they have these, like, balls of sugar i don't know what else is in the thing but um the sugar like gets into your hair follicle and then it pulls the hair out without damaging the skin sugar and makes sense yeah it's uh it's not that painful so if you are thinking of getting waxing mm, i mean but don't want to deal with the pain you go for sugaring <laughs> <laughs> plug <laughs> plug for sugar <laughs> from the makers of sweet things it's sugar yeah. uh, I have a stack of recommendations this week just because cool. the way things have timed out uh, so last Friday was the release of the new Stephen Wilson album To The Bone yes. and it is very 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 good and it was his attempt at making a pop album but because he makes nothing but sad piano rock <laughs> it's still sad and piano-y and it's great yeah. even when he gets poppy have you heard it? No, but I want to listen to it. <laughs> uh, it's streaming somewhere online. I recommend it. Uh, cool. Today was one of the best releases in a long time for new music as well. There was the new Iron and Wine album that plays like quiet indie folk stuff. But also there is the new Queens of the Stone Age album, Villains. And I'm supposed to be fighting with them right now because they canceled on me and broke my heart. <laughs> but Villains makes me very, very happy. So Yeah, when they send you love letters like that, you just can't be mad. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then what might be my metal album of the year and there's still some stuff that's supposed to come out but do you know who brendan small is yes he just put out the next galacticon album which he's not allowed to do uh, metalocalypse and death clock anymore so he fused the sound of his like queen inspired rock album with death clock metalness oh my god that sounds incredible it's fantastic it's it's so <laughs> fucking good like he i saw some interview of him talking about like stuff that went into this and he decided to mix the sounds but then just do stuff he's never heard on an album before like at one point yeah. he's using a vocoder to make his voice sound like a robot while simultaneously <laughs> having like nathan explosion screams going along with it and i've never heard that either it's so cool though <laughs> and then my final recommendation for this episode uh is the movie the big sick which is oh yeah it's the story of how kamel nanjiani and his wife emily gordon got together hmm. and it stars uh kamel nanjiani and i guess emily didn't want to star in it so it's somebody I, else i think i think it was that um emily didn't feel that she could act well enough alongside kamel i'm not really sure i asked dan the same thing and as far as i remember that that was the reason um, but he's not listening, so he cannot <laughs> confirm. <laughs> I, why did Emily not star in uh, The Big Sick? She's not an actor. Okay, so yeah, just what I said. She's not an actor? Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I really, really enjoyed that movie, and Ray Romano's great in it, and it's, it's kind of a, a really sad, feel-good uh, romantic comedy, and I haven't, that, you know, kind of deals with, like, different cultures as well right. and like Kamel's upbringing as being a Muslim and it was it was a great movie and yeah I, I it's still playing at the varsity downtown and every time I walk by it I'm like I kind of just want to go see it again 
That went to the varsity? Yeah. That's super. Because it's not like, it's not like indie. Well, it had like a weird release going to smaller theaters and it's not playing at like the regal cinemas around here. So That's the varsity awful. was, a, it was like the varsity in the tower theater in Sacramento. That makes me sad, but all right. I mean, it's doing well. It's got like a really good rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and it, it's all I heard talked good. about on podcasts for weeks and weeks. So. I guess that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I recommend The Big Sick. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Okay, cool. You specifically. Specifically. I still haven't seen Spider-Man or um, Baby Driver yet, which... I really need to do, but I have zero time, so... Baby Driver's Red. I have not seen Spider-Man either. I've heard Spider-Man's pretty good. Like, it's a good time. It's not, like, awesome, because, you know, it's a superhero movie, but, you know. I am looking forward to that Aquaman, though. Yes. And that Justice League. Ugh. I, uh... For the Spider-Man thing, I hear that it's basically like a Spider-Man and Iron Man movie. And it's yeah. not an origin one, which I'm stoked about because I don't need to hear that shit again. Right. I think there's like 30 minutes of origin to it. And then like the rest of it's like an actual movie. Great. So. Love it. Yeah. All right. <sighs> so is that episode 67? Come come back for 68, the food episode. I believe so. I and probably put that in my notes now. We call it the food episode. Oh, we didn't come up with a fifth reason why you're not a, you don't suck or something. Um... It's the, the uh, gun or whatever on the on I the mean, stage. I could do a callback to Dan's old podcast and say, as long as you're not Dan, That's, then you don't suck. I like that, because uh, he contributed <laughs> to the episode, but he uh, contributed off mic, so it's going to be frustrating to listeners. So, Dan, <laughs> you haven't sucked for a while officially, but you suck. So don't be Dan. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Actually, good. That was that. a good note to end. I actually listened to that theme song the other day on just because it's in my iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was fun. Anyway, so thank you for listening. If you want to talk to us, the Blip people, you could hit us up on Facebook, Blipcast. Nope, facebook.com slash Blipcast. Twitter at Blipcast or email Blipcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter myself. Is this how I usually do this? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I, usually the words are kind of, I don't know. I'm just going to tune out, I'll be honest. That's, that's completely fair. Uh, I'm at Overcord. She's at Lady Laumi's. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. That's how we end them. Um, okay, I don't have a case, but I have something to tell you about, sort uh, of. Uh-oh. Okay. Not like... I don't know. Well, no spoilies, I guess. <laughs> Natural reaction, reactions only. Or yes. Something. All right, well. You, you okay? Yeah, I'm just now I'm distracted by this one little knob on my mic stand being loose. Oh. I think it's okay now. It's on my wind screen. Wind. Wind. Did you hear any wind there? I bet you didn't. <laughs> Nothing. I, I, oh, okay. Nothing. Sorry. <laughs> All right, shall we? Yeah. <laughs>